Hey everybody, this is the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Nuggets games, for only 39 bucks per month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Nuggets home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Nuggets games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Avalanche, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right. All events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app today for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver. I'm Harrison Wynn, of course, alongside me to my right is Christian Clark. Christian, how are you? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty caffeinated. And Harrison, I'm ready for some freaking basketball to start. We're close. We're close. The Nuggets go off to San Diego next week on Tuesday. The Nuggets, they're now finally in the upper tier of teams, the upper echelon of teams that get to go somewhere nice for training camp. They went to Nebraska a couple years ago. They stayed local in Colorado at CU Boulder last year. They're not up to the level of like the Miami Heat who go to the Bahamas, or they're not up to the level of the Cavs who I'm sure have gone on some luxurious five-star trip for training camp over the past couple years with LeBron, but they're slowly inching their way to the top. San Diego is not a bad stepping stone. Wait, did I just get this right? Did you just call Boulder, Colorado, the town you grew up in, not a nice place to go for training camp? Well, it's no Bahamas. It's no uh, San Diego, that's for sure. There's no beaches. I mean, Harrison, how can you crap on the place you're from? <laughs> well, I, I don't hear you speaking too highly of the Dallas-Fort Worth area on this podcast. Well, there aren't the flat irons in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I say Boulder, just... Colorado, Denver, Colorado has everything but the beach. The beach is a huge component. I don't see how you can overlook that. I'm not trashing Boulder, Colorado. I'm not. I'm just saying it's not a destination for training camp. Well, you could be from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You know what we've got from there? Highways and water towers. If you're Will Barton, wouldn't you be much more excited to go to San Diego than Boulder for training camp? Uh, yeah, it's true. San Diego's a great city. You're man. two hours from L.A., a little under two hours with no traffic. You're right there. You're at the beach. You know it's going to be 80 degrees, although with global warming, it's going to be 80 to 90 degrees here, too. Uh, my favorite activity in San Diego is going down to, not the boardwalk, but I, I don't know. It's not called the boardwalk, but like this, the cement area where all the rollerbladers are and everything like that. Yeah. And just people The watching. locals call it the Strand. Okay. The Strand. Yes. I, I probably should have known that, but... I could people watch for like five hours there. It's no Venice Beach. It's no Santa Monica Pier, but San Diego is not all that bad. Uh, when I was there um, two years ago in October, I was doing some people watching, and this guy in this like 70s rollerblader getup came by. He's wearing these real short shorts, and he did the thing where he put one of his legs behind his head and was rollerblading on the other leg. 
Like Unreal. Get, that get you excited? Yeah. You probably won't see that in Boulder. <laughs> well, actually, you might. <laughs> so, yeah, Nuggets training camp in San Diego next week. Should be hot. Should be breezy. That nice ocean mist coming off the water. Can't wait. Nuggets filling out their training camp roster. I guess that's probably the first news we should get to on this Wednesday edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. If you guys have missed any of our season preview stuff, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard it through your ears. But if you want to read some season preview content, bsendenver.com is the place to be. I've had articles up going all week about Paul Millsap, Isaiah Thomas, this Nuggets bench. Can this Nuggets defense be improved? All week on bsndenver.com. It will continue through the remainder of this week, into this weekend, into next week as well. And of course, we'll have training camp coverage from San Diego next Tuesday. But the Nuggets have made two quick additions to their training camp roster. Xavier Silas and Donald Sloan getting added early this week. That brings Denver up to the maximum of 20 players. They have obviously their 15 guaranteed contracts. They have their two two-way players in Thomas Welsh and Devon Kunpersell and three training camp bodies, Emmanuel Terry and those two guys I just mentioned, Xavier Silas and Donald Sloan. They're at 20 players. They're at the cap. This is who they're bringing with them to training camp. Christian impressions, comments, takes? Yesterday on the podcast, we talked about how there is clarity um, on this roster, specifically at the point guard position. You know, Isaiah Thomas, his status in question a little bit now. Um, Sam Amick said that he's probably not going to be ready for training camp. And then uh, the phrase Amick used was, it might be a while uh, until he's back out on the court. Isaiah had arthroscopic hip surgery um, in late March. He played in 32 games last year. The initial timeline was four months that was provided. So, you know, obviously we're, we're past that timeline now. And look, this is really unfortunate for the Nuggets. Uh, we talked to Ad Nauseam yesterday about the possibility of Isaiah Thomas being this elite six man for this team this year. You know, it, it's a blow for the Nuggets that he's not going to have time to get comfortable with his teammates in training camp and in the preseason. But on the other hand, it's good news for the Nuggets that they have a really steady hand um, as their third point guard in, in Monte Morris. Yeah, for sure. It is unfortunate for Isaiah. And from what I'm hearing, I would doubt that he's ready for the start of training camp. But the Nuggets don't want to put an exact timeline on his recovery and when to expect him back. And I think that's why you don't really see a firm date on when they expect him back. They want to take it slow, just like with Michael Porter Jr., just like with Jared Vanderbilt. They don't want to rush these guys back. They want to. They want them to come back on their own terms when they're ready. There's no need for them to rush Isaiah back, or like we've talked about at length over the past couple weeks, Michael Porter Jr. So I think that's what you're seeing here uh, with Isaiah Thomas. There's definitely hope and belief that He'll be possibly ready for the regular season, but the Nuggets don't want to rush this thing. And for a veteran like that, he doesn't really need training camp. But the fact that he was injured last season and you know had that season-ending surgery and 
a guy coming off an injury like that, you would at least like to get his feet wet a little bit with a new team at training camp and in a preseason setting. And although he's an all-star and has been a top player in the league before and a veteran who under normal circumstances might not really need a training camp coming off an injury. That'd be a nice thing to have. So I think it's definitely unfortunate. I don't think it's a good thing that he could miss training camp here. And uh, he's definitely a guy you would have liked to integrate into your rotation because Denver definitely wants him to be a big part of what they do this year with that second unit. But like you mentioned, they do have Monte Morris. It's not the end of the world. It's not like Donald Sloan is going to be a contributing guy for them this season. The three guys that they signed to training camp deals are going to be just that training camp deals, unless there's some trade that comes out of nowhere over the next couple of weeks. Both those, all those three guys won't be on this roster that next season. So Denver can turn to Monte Morris. You know, from what I'm told, he's the biggest beneficiary of this news. He's the guy who's going to step up into the backup point guard spot. And if Isaiah Thomas can't go, I don't want to speak to the regular season, but say he can't go for one of those first couple preseason games, you'll probably see Monte Morris at that backup spot, and I think he'll do just fine. Tim Connolly told Chris Dempsey of Altitude Sports that in the past, Isaiah Thomas probably has rushed back a little too quickly from hip injuries. So, you know, I, I think the Nuggets are definitely keeping Isaiah Thomas's interests first here. And, and Isaiah said that himself over the summer when he got questioned about initially coming back when he started the season with the Cavs. And he said, yeah, I probably rushed back too quickly. If you remember, he didn't make his debut until, what, December or January last season. Yeah, I mean, that's a theme you'll see from the Nuggets front office. They're always going to take care of their guys. Um, I think they're really good about that. You know, hips are, I don't know, this might just sound really obvious, but hips are so important to playing the game of basketball. I mean, everything you do is really related to your hips. I don't know if you listened to that podcast J.J. Redick just did with Zach Lowe. They had a whole conversation about how guys are trying to improve their flexibility um, and their hips specifically this offseason. I think the, what Zach Lowe said was, hips are a thing. <laughs> well, it just kind of speaks to the evolution of training in the NBA, I think. It's not about bulk and build and having like yeah who cares how much you can bench press being able to bench 400 pounds and squat 400 pounds it's all about flexibility and mobility and fluidity fluidity is that a word yeah it's a word it's all about those things it's not about necessarily like brute strength it's about core and just being the most kind of flexible fluid athlete you can be yeah like going to the dumbbell press and putting up 120 pound dumbbells on the bench that doesn't do that much for you on the basketball court you know one of the things that I'm pretty curious about and I would need people who know about the body and science to really dig into this but LeBron has really started in the last half of his career to emphasize working on his core that's one thing I've read consistently and I really wonder how much of you know him just working on his core all the time and having this insane core strength is related to his longevity. I've read that from a couple different guys, but yeah, I wonder just with NBA players emphasizing, you know, kind of the core and the hips and, and flexibility, if that's a much better way to do it than, you know, old ways of thinking about how to improve your body. Yeah, it's gotta be. 
I mean, as science advances and whatnot, NBA teams are at the forefront of that. So I would definitely expect it to be. So, yeah, the Nuggets bring in Donald. So the other guy they brought in was Xavier Silas, who 30-year-old guard, really good shooter, who is a bit of a local story, played a couple years of college ball at University of Colorado Boulder, been overseas, he's been in the G League a lot, played a couple minutes for the Boston Celtics last season uh, on a 10-day contract. He's been everywhere, but just another camp body and another guy who makes his home in Colorado offseason home here and somebody who's been around Pep Center a lot this summer playing pickup and whatnot. And we, we've talked about that before, how guys who live in Denver who might not necessarily be on the Nuggets, but make their off-season homes here, whether that's Jimmer Fredette or Josh Adams, who was on the Nuggets Summer League team a couple years ago from the University of Wyoming. Those guys live in Denver, so they've been in and out of Pepsi Center all summer playing pickup with a lot of guys on this Nuggets roster currently, and Xavier Silas is one of those guys. So he will be on the Nuggets training camp roster, fierce competitor, really good practice guy, somebody who can just push the Nuggets regular rotation guys in a practice setting. And that's what you want from your training camp guys, just hard workers, guys are going to scrap, guys are gonna, who are going to play hard and really just push your main guys. Is the information about how much you get for just going and competing in a training camp public? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, but you get a nice little sweet trip out to San Diego and you get some free swag too. Oh, I'm available if the Nuggets are looking. I mean, you get those fresh new Denver Nuggets colors, the dark blue and the red. Yeah, I just Limited want one of those edition. blue jerseys. Limited edition, the first one. Do you, oh, yeah, do you think they actually get to keep the game jerseys? Probably not if they play in the preseason games. Yeah, I just want a couple of Mile High City shirts. Those the, are sweet. The Mile High City third jersey is the freshest jersey in Denver sports right now. I made that claim on Twitter a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago. I hold firm to that. I don't see a jersey that comes close to stacking up to that yeah I think the Nuggets are going to go like 20 and 2 when they wear those jerseys this year well it's a shame they don't have the um those dark blues from last year because they were great in those too I I don't know what the fourth jersey is going to look like but I don't think it's going to be the fourth jersey from last season the dark blue ones that they played so well on on national tv yeah I remember they wore those dark blue jerseys in the game against OKC where Gary Harris hit the game winner and then they were demanding to wear them games after that and it's kind of a pain because you have to put in a request the league and everything like that but well yeah you can't you can't make you can't uh take a chance of both teams wearing dark blue jerseys with that we got to take a break real quick we'll be right back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast Many of you listen to these BS in Denver podcasts every day, and we appreciate that. We also want you to know that there's even more access at bsindenver.com. On the website, you'll find exclusive interviews, feature stories, locker room audio, film breakdowns, live game content, and game grades, where we grade every player after every game using our proprietary grading metric for each sport. Nobody covers Denver sports like BS in Denver. Go to bsindenver.com and use promo code PODCAST to get a one-year membership for only $29.99. That comes out to $249 per month, half of what our monthly package costs. That's promo code PODCAST for a $29.99 annual pass, giving you a 50% discount. BSN Denver is sports coverage for diehard fans. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go, Harrison Wind, and Christian Clark here. Wednesday edition of the show. 
Just running over some quick news with the Nuggets this week. They added Xavier Silas and Donald Sloan to their training camp roster. Seems to be some doubt as to if Isaiah Thomas will be ready for a training camp next week. Of course, he's coming off off-season hip surgery. Look, the Nuggets just don't want to rush this thing. He's obviously not ready to go right now. And the Nuggets are going to let him come back when he feels comfortable. They're not going to rush him back. And uh, they have Monte Morris, who will step into the backup point guard spot if Isaiah Thomas can't go. And look, I think they have their full trust in Monte Morris. He's a guy who's been around this team for a year now. He was obviously on a two-way contract, but was around for training camp last year. He was around for the preseason last year. He's practiced with the team before, and he was obviously at Summer League with the guys and played really well at Summer League. I thought he could have earned the backup job there, but the Nuggets opted for Isaiah Thomas. But lo and behold, it seems like he could enter the preseason as uh, the backup. So, I mean, how confident do you think the Nuggets would be in Monte Morris playing like 15, 17 minutes a night for this team? I mean, I think they would be really confident. Um, And that's saying a lot because Monte Morris has only played 25 minutes at the NBA level in his career. Um, He spent most of last season in the G League, obviously, but Monte Morris's credentials are really, really impressive. This is a, a guy who twice led the nation in assist to turnover ratio at Iowa State. He's at the NCAA single season record in that department twice as well. So Monte Morris is just your, kind of your classic point guard. He's just not going to make very many mistakes. And he had a he had a great summer too. He was one of the more impressive guards, lead guards out at NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. You know, I just think Michael Malone trusts this guy a lot. Tim Connolly does too. You know, going out and getting Isaiah Thomas was this unique circumstance. And if Isaiah Thomas hadn't been out there, then I think Monte Morris probably would have gotten the backup job. Yeah, I think they might have still looked to bring in a veteran, but maybe a veteran that would be competing for that backup point guard job more. The other thing about Isaiah Thomas, you mentioned that Michael Malone trusts him, this front office trusts him. His teammates all also trust him too. And that's a big component here. If you're a guy like Monte Morris, who could be stepping into a bigger role, it's going to be huge to have your teammates trust and just that familiarity. We've talked about how Monte is such a good chemistry guy. He's friends with everybody on the team. He's super popular on the team, super popular in Denver, just with everybody, not necessarily just the team. And so that's big to have a guy who everybody's comfortable with. And the, chemistry on this team is so high right now. I've mentioned this before, but it's definitely the highest I've seen in my couple years around the team. Everybody is pretty tight-knit. There's not really a bad guy in this locker room, and everybody's super close, and there's a great camaraderie with these guys, a great chemistry with everybody on the roster. Nobody's kind of like a loner out there by themselves. I don't think everybody's friendly with one another. Everybody likes to be around each other. That can also really help out Monte Morris too. If he was a guy coming into this team from a different organization, I think it might be a little different, but he's already got the familiarity with these guys. Yeah, every test the Nuggets have put in front of Monte Morris, I think he's got an A on. I mean, it He was phenomenal in Summer League. 
just ran that team to perfection. I mean, it was almost a clinic of how to play point guard, the fundamentals. And you're right. He's a, a fantastic team guy. He's just that guy. I mean, he has great charisma. Um, I think part of being a great point guard in some ways is having, you know, emotional intelligence sort of, you know, understanding when guys need the ball, how to keep guys happy out there. Um, I think that is part of playing the position pretty well if, if you're going to be more of the the pass-first point guard. And getting him some more reps in a practice setting, getting him more reps in a preseason setting if Isaiah Thomas isn't ready to go, that can really pay dividends for you and for the Nuggets down the line. Say there's an injury or something in the backcourt and they need Monte Morris to give them really significant minutes later in the season when it really counts. If he can get those reps now, that can really help him out. But I want to go back to that point I just made a second ago with the chemistry on this team and the culture in the locker room with the Nuggets. I don't think that's something that gets enough recognition. And the two people most responsible for that are surely Tim Connolly, who's brought in most of these guys. Really, everybody on this roster is a Tim Connolly guy. Everybody from the George Carl in the Masai Ujiri era has pretty much moved on. And also Michael Malone, who's helped foster this culture and this chemistry in the Nuggets locker room, on the Nuggets practice court. Those two guys deserve so much credit. And particularly Michael Malone, I don't think he gets enough credit for kind of the chemistry and the culture and the environment he's helped build here in Denver. And you can really see that with Monte Morris. And this is when you really see that stuff coming to fruition, I think. Yeah, it's crazy to think about this is a completely new group of players than were here five years ago. Gary Harris is the longest tenured player on this roster. He's going into his fifth season. Tim Connolly and Mike Malone deserve a ton of credit for you know, instilling this, this change in culture. Paul Klee said this on Twitter, and I agree with him. It's not easy, man. Look at what's going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. They have a ton of talent and... I mean, they could go belly up. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau are reportedly meeting in Los Angeles this week about the state of the team. There's a lot of discontent. The Nuggets really do genuinely love playing with each other. Um, it's It was kind of one of the coolest things to see and observe being in the locker room for every home game last year. Those guys get along really, really well. I mean, Will Barton is a great team guy. He has a good relationship with everybody on the team. Nikola Jokic... I mean, when your best player is finishing in the top 20 of best teammate voting, that's a really good sign for you. There are just a lot of guys who like to play the game of basketball and seem to be easy to get along with. The Minnesota comparison is a really good one. It's a team that, like, the Nuggets are kind of similar to in a couple different ways. They're both built around this once-in-a-generation type offensive talent the center positions and towns and here in Jokic. Uh, they're both kind of on a similar trajectory. It seems they're both in, nor- in the Northwest division. They were both battling for one of the final playoff spots last year, but you definitely get the sense that the nuggets are way different when it comes to the chemistry and the camaraderie within the roster. John Krasinski, the reporter for the athletic who covers the Timberwolves was on the back to back podcast the other day and he was saying how, look, we're a week out from training camp and yeah, Butler and Tibbs are meeting in Los Angeles. There's like nobody in Minnesota 
in the practice gym, getting in reps. And we're a week out from training camp. The only guys up here in Minnesota are like the two two-way contract guys, the three guys they brought in on training camp deals, and Tyus Jones, who lives in Minnesota, who's from Minnesota. And you look at that compared to Denver, where everybody on this Nuggets roster is in Denver right now. It's just totally different. Yeah, and a lot of those dudes took the time last month to go out to Atlanta to train with Paul Millsap at the facility he's built out there. I mean, it's sort of like when Peyton Manning organizes uh, a pre-training camp, training camp or whatever, it mm-hmm. was kind of like that happening. So that's a really good sign. I mean, that that's a, a good indicator that your guys like each other if they're taking time out of their schedule in August to go work out together. And you saw it at Summer League, too. That's something else John mentioned on that podcast. Nobody from the Wolves was at Summer League. Carl Towns was there for like a meeting. He didn't show up to any games. I think Jimmy Butler was there, too, for an event. He didn't show up to any Summer League games. Where You saw Will Barton, Gary Harris, Torrey Craig, all these guys on the sidelines for Summer League. You saw Nikola Jokic sign his max contract in Denver, fly with the Nuggets to Summer League later that day to catch a game that night. You saw Paul Millsap, who did not have to be there at all, at Summer League sitting on the sideline with those guys. So... You saw it up close and personal there. Will Barton was shouting out Vladko Chanchar on Twitter, man, trying to get <laughs> <Right>. his followers up. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the camaraderie with this team is is out front so obvious. Well, I think one of Michael Malone's biggest strengths as a coach is he's great at connecting with people, you know, even people who are very different from him. You know, twice, two summers in a row, he's flown to Serbia to hang out with Nikola Jokic and his brothers and his family and really just get a better sense of who Jokic is, how he lives. I think that's pretty cool, man. I mean, a coach doesn't have to do that. Mike Malone works a crazy, crazy schedule for a lot of the year. Um, he, he doesn't have to do that. And he's taken the time out of his schedule to make that trip. He's a great relationships guy, whatever you want to say about him. At the end of last season, to your point... Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Nicole Jokic all were really in his corner when some questions, right or wrong, started to emerge about his job security. And I don't think anybody really thought the Nuggets were going to fire Mike Malone after last season. I don't think he they should have by any means, but they were all in his corner. And that's a huge thing for him to have the three core guys on this team in his corner We know Paul Millsap is in his corner. Michael Malone was one of the big reasons why Paul Millsap decided to come to Denver. Also, Isaiah Thomas, their other big free agent signing this summer. Let's go ahead and take another break. We'll be right back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets Podcast presented by In We Go. 
couple quick reminders here. If you guys have a question for the show, we didn't have any today, but we'll have a show Thursday. We'll have a show Friday. Next week, of course, wrapping up our thoughts on Media Day on Monday and then podcast for the, the rest of the week, too. If you have a question for the show, hit the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394. We love all your questions. We love your Nuggets takes. 1-800-BSN-8394 is the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. Just leave your name, leave where you're calling from, and leave a question for the show. We'll play it. We'll also give you our reaction as well. And on the subject of Total Beverage, Christian, what if I told you that you could order your liquor on a mobile app and have it delivered to you the same day and save money doing it? Well, that's exactly what I'm telling you because Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. They have the lowest prices in the state also. Plus, they're locally owned and operated, so you're helping out the local guy. If you download the Total Beverage app right now, use the promo code BSN10, you get $10 off your delivery order. That's BSN10, all one word, all capitals, BSN10 on the Total Beverage app to get $10 off your next liquor order. So check those guys out. Total Beverage in-store, on the app. Get anything delivered to you that you want. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just in time for Oktoberfest this weekend in Denver. So we spoke about this a couple minutes ago, but we'll wrap up the show with this topic. Jimmy Butler and Tibbs reportedly meet yesterday in Los Angeles. I thought that was an interesting twist. It seemed like the reporting indicated they were going to meet in Minnesota, and then Jimmy Butler was like, nah, you're going to come to me, Tom Thibodeau. You're going to meet me in Los Angeles. Maybe a bit of a power play from Jimmy Butler there, but can this meeting be a good thing in any way? Like, Can this meeting like clear the air can, can this meeting like make them come to some sort of understanding and be a positive thing or is there just no way around this being a negative well can this meeting make Andrew Wiggins love basketball <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean it, it doesn't look good right now Jimmy Butler also sent out an unintentionally hilarious tweet this week exactly why people need to stop believing what you see in the internet I didn't have no damn meeting today it's tomorrow I wonder what else people write and believe. Hmm. He didn't really address, you know, any of the reports that there's a lot of discontent there. He just addressed that the meeting's tomorrow, not today, guys. I think we know there's some discontent there. It's been well reported out of Minnesota nationally. Does not seem like Jimmy Butler and Towns. Like, I don't want to say they don't get along, like they're enemies, but it doesn't seem like they're exactly close. They're no Nikola Jokic and Will Barton. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler, if you don't know about Jimmy Butler, junior college guy, under-recruited guy, last pick of the first round, I believe, 30th overall pick, he is like an insane practice workout guy. Like He's had a couple quotes over the years like, if you don't go hard at practice, if you're not busting your ass, if you're not playing in practice how hard I'm playing, I'm going to get on your case 24-7. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to scream at you to work harder because if you're not working as hard as me, you're doing it wrong. And it doesn't seem like Carl Anthony Towns exactly lives up to that, lives up to the standard that Jimmy Butler has for him. 
probably the same goes for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, so that's kind of seems like the root of the issue in Minnesota. And maybe a meeting like this can be a positive. Maybe they can clear the air and say like, you know, Hey, like, we're going to go all in for this season and let's see what happens. And, you know, then we'll come back to it this summer. But from afar, it doesn't seem like Jimmy Butler is long for Minnesota. I can't see him signing a next another contract there. So like maybe they would look to trade him. I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy Butler has turned him into an NBA star against some pretty incredible odds. I encourage you to, to go and research Jimmy Butler's backstory, what his childhood was like, if you, if you don't already know. Um, at 13, his mom kicked him out of the house. And Jimmy Butler has had to fend for himself for a long time. And, you know, I can understand why Jimmy Butler is so intense and so demanding that everybody work their butt off um, kind of based on his background because that's how Jimmy Gottler, Butler got to where he is, by, by working his ass off. And I can really respect that, but it seems like just from what I've seen afar that, yeah, he doesn't really have a lot of respect for guys who don't bust their butt as well. And I don't know, it it's just not a good situation right now. Um, I wonder how Jimmy Butler would feel about Nikola Jokic. Yeah, who knows? Three ways the Timberwolves could really go now. They could trade him before the season. They could trade him at the trade deadline, or they could hold on to him for the entire season. I would rule one of those out right away. I can't envision them trading him at the deadline, like unless they are at the bottom of the Western Conference standings, which seems like a very slim possibility. Like Odds are they're going to be contending for one of those final playoff spots like they were last year with a group of six, seven teams in the West, probably including the Nuggets. But if you're looking to trade somebody like Jimmy Butler at the deadline who's on an expiring contract, what are you possibly going to get from him at that point when all these teams out there can just sign him in free agency for free? Well, not for free, but without giving up any assets to Minnesota in return. So the two obvious paths for Minnesota are either from my opinion, trade him before the season or just hold on to him. My gut is that they'll hold on to him. Tibbs is running the operation in Minnesota. We know that. He's probably on pretty thin ice there. He's trying to win. He's trying to get back to the playoffs. The path to doing that is Jimmy Butler. It's hard envisioning them trading Jimmy Butler and getting something in return that makes them a playoff caliber team. So I would think they hold on to him. If they do look to trade him, I think you look at the likely teams out there that have been linked to Jimmy Butler in the past, whether that's the Knicks, whether that's the Lakers, where some are rumored that he would want to go. If you're the Nuggets, would you try to get in a conversation for a trade if they had this meeting? It obviously didn't go well, and it leaks out there that Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota. Oof, I I would be really hesitant, and I definitely would not include Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Nikola Jokic in any deal. I mean, maybe if you could steal him away for, like, a package, a Malik Beasley and someone else package or something like that, but that, that's probably not going to happen, right? I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler, I would be a little bit worried about his fit with Nikola Jokic, to be perfectly honest with you, um, from a personality standpoint. And, yeah, I would just be worried uh, about the possibility of him leaving. I'd rather make a run at him in free agency if that's what you want to do, but... I don't think it's going to be relevant because uh, the Nuggets are going to sign Kevin Durant this summer. 
right, right. Yeah, you want you're gonna lock that in now. Yeah, I've yeah I've been locking it in. It's <laughs> locked in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you can get him for uh, change on the dollar, yeah, definitely do that. If you can get him without giving up Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, or Nikola Jokic, sure, go for it. But I don't see that happening. And yeah, you're probably just better off taking your chances in free agency next summer. If Minnesota trades Jimmy Butler before the start of the regular season, they're not making the playoffs, right? Because, I mean, from just perspective of who impacts winning most between Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, I mean, clearly it was Jimmy Butler last season. I mean, he's their most important player. Right. Arguably a top 10 player. They were, what, the three or four seed before he went out with that injury at the end of the year, and then they just tanked all the way to the eight seed. I agree. He's their best player pretty clearly. He's their most important player. He is getting up there, and I would be very concerned if I'm a team looking at Jimmy Butler in free agency next summer. He's probably going to get a max contract, right? That max contract is going to be paying him $35 million, $40 million, upwards of like $42, $43 million three years from now. That is a scary contract if you're a team looking to pay Jimmy Butler in free agency, not just because he's already 30 years old, but... Because of the wear and tear that is put on his tires for playing for Tom Thibodeau for really his entire career. That's a scary, scary contract. And I don't know, even if you're the Nuggets, I don't know if you want to give that to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler has a ton of miles already in his body. I mean, shoot, that's like a seven-year-old car with like 150, 160,000 miles or something like that. You have to be pretty nervous. He's a great player. He's a 16 game player as we spoke about last week there are 16 game players and there are 82 game players 16 game players obviously speaks to the 16 games you need to win to win an NBA championship he's proven in the playoffs he's a playoff type guy he's a crunch time type guy that the kind of player you want the ball in his hands at the end of the game but a uh, max contract for Jimmy Butler that's scary and Maybe you let the Lakers bite the bullet on that one. Or the Knicks. The Knicks, this seems like a contract the Knicks would give out. Yeah, I think the move for the Timberwolves is just try to trade Andrew Wiggins for anything just decent. I mean, I don't know who's going to want to pay him $27 million next year, 29 the year after that, $33 million in 2023, but... If you can just get a decent package back, I would just roll with Butler, Towns, and whatever you get back from that trade. Yeah, uh, Kings here. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know who takes on that Andrew Wiggins contract. I I really don't. So my gut says that they'll ride the year out, and then Jimmy Butler leaves in free agency. Just think with Thibodeau running things and him being on thin ice there. They're not going to get better with a Jimmy Butler trade, and I don't know. That's just the path I see it taking. Who knows, though? Jimmy Butler could be on the market next week. I think that's all the time we got for today. Again, if you have questions, if you have takes for the podcast, not just about the Nuggets, but anybody in the league, hit up the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394. That's 1-800-BSN-8394. Or hit me on Twitter, too, at Harrison Wind. We'll be back with another episode later this week. Talk with you guys then.